Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. In this episode, we're headed out on the Colorado Midland Railway's Wildflower Excursion. This episode was written and is being presented for you by Tommy Allen. Ute Pass Wildflower Train. Colorado Midland institutes a new summer service. The Colorado Midland Passenger Department has arranged for a new service up Ute Pass, which promises to be highly popular. The train will be run once a week during the summer, beginning tomorrow. It will be known as the Wildflower Excursion and will leave Colorado Springs at a convenient time in the morning, stopping for half an hour at Green Mountain Falls, Woodland Park, the Divide, Dome Rock, Lake George, and returning so that passengers will reach Colorado Springs at 5.30 p.m. The hotel managers have agreed to put up appetizing lunches for their guests, and a photographer will accompany each of the excursions. The feature is entirely new and is evolved from the fertile imagination of General Passenger Agent Bailey. This article ran on June 29, 1898 in the Rocky Mountain News and identified that the Wildflower Excursions would be held on Thursdays starting on June 30th of that year and last through the summer. In addition to this article, I've seen information from sources I trust like the Colorado Railway Museum that state that the Wildflower Tours started as far back as 1887. It could be that the excursions were conducted unofficially until 1898 when it became an identified service. The summer season train was an extra, or train not part of the railroad's official timetable. As the popularity of the excursion increased, its frequency went from a single day each week to daily and eventually lost its extra status as it was put onto the timetable. Regardless, the idea seems to have started as a relatively humble one, but then grew into arguably the most well-known single trip the Colorado Midland is remembered for. The scenic train ride departed Colorado Springs at 9 a.m., stopped to pick up passengers in Manitou, Cascade, and Green Mountain Falls, made a quick stop in Florissant to drop off passengers headed by coach to the nearby Petrified Forest, and then continued through Lake George and into Granite Canyon, the name back then for 11 Mile Canyon. Passing through the canyon and into the high plains after, the train crew watched for safe places that were covered in wildflowers to stop to let the passengers off. The train made its way to Spinney, where it turned around at the station's Y. When outbound from the springs, the train was numbered as Train 7. Upon turning around at Spinney, it became Train 10 for the return leg. As it made its way back to Colorado Springs, the excursion stopped again near Florissant to allow riders time to search for fossils before continuing on to finish the journey. So, what exactly could someone expect from one of these excursions? A Colorado Midland Railway ad proclaimed it as, a trip that is unexcelled in the splendor and variety of wonderful scenery. It is one vast panorama of rugged mountain beauty. The picturesque roadway winding through Ute Pass, the roaming, foaming waters of the South Platte dashing between the massive rock-bound walls of Granite Canyon, 11 miles long, the interesting free souvenirs found at the fluorescent fossil beds, and the profusion of beautiful blooms in the wildflower fields, 
all go to make up one wonderful day that will long be remembered as the best trip in Colorado. In addition to the scenery, the excursion trains served lunch in a combination car that was joined with the observation cars. From the very start, the wildflower excursions were certainly popular. After the first day of the excursion, the Rocky Mountain News reported, The Colorado Springs and Manitou hotels were almost depopulated to permit the tourists to make the trip through Ute Pass. The Colorado Midland made smart use of the popularity of the wildflower excursions, using the photographs of them to generate interest and excitement. Each train found a beautiful place to stop where the passengers could gather either at the locomotive or at the last car to take what became known as the photograph, in quotation marks, of course. If the car that the photograph was taken at was an open one, People would be crammed into it with those who didn't fit crowded around on the tracks and the surrounding ground. If the picture was taken at a closed car, as many people as would fit crowded together on the rear platform and on the step, and everyone else gathered together at ground level. If the picture was taken at the engine, the gathering was the same as at the rear, except that some brave people would climb up and hang off the locomotive. Most of the passengers, especially the ladies, would be clutching armloads of wildflowers. You may even find the occasional train crewman among the passengers holding his own bouquet and smiling awkwardly. With the photograph taken, the photographer would then develop the plates into prints in the train's baggage car. So in addition to using these group photos for advertising, the passengers of the excursion could buy their own prints to take home. Early on, the CM displayed some of these pictures at the nearby Antlers Hotel, presumably to entice hotel patrons into catching an excursion of their own. They also created a few beautiful colorized prints, one of which they displayed in their city ticket office in Colorado Springs. According to a November article in the Rocky Mountain Times, the Colorado Midland yesterday placed an exhibition on one of the most brilliant works of photography seen in the West. It is a picture 20 by 24 inches in size of one of the wildflower excursion parties up Ute Pass last summer and shows the passengers grouped on and around the engine. The train of eight coaches stretches away into the background that is remarkably pretty. The exposure was made at Idlewild, one of the pretty spots on the line. The coloring is remarkably true to nature, the brilliant effect being possible on account of the great bunches of wildflowers in the hands of all the passengers, while the bright dresses of the ladies contrast very nicely with the somber hue of the large engine. The picture is mounted in a massive gold frame, and it is intended to adorn the new city ticket office of the Midland at Colorado Springs. General Passenger Agent Bailey last week received from Colorado Springs several large wildflower pictures that were recovered from the Antlers Hotel before the fire reached the ladies' reception room. These pictures had been on exhibition in Colorado Springs for several weeks, where they aroused much favorable comment. They will be reframed and sent back to advertise next summer's excursions. By the way, if you're curious about the fire at the Antlers Hotel, we have a podcast episode on the Antlers, and you can find it at storiesfromthemidland.com slash podcast. Anyway, the CM used more than cleverly placed photographs to advertise. The Canyon City Record conducted a survey in 1911 of 257 excursionists, 
and found that nine had learned of the excursion from handbills, 12 from postcards, 40 from the ticket office display, 20 from friends, and 172 from newspaper ads. Though the wildflower excursions ran for up to 30 some odd years, I only found two reports of any kind of serious accidents, one the fault of the passenger and the other one the fault of the train crew. The first took place on July 12, 1914. 52-year-old Henry Gibson and his wife stepped out onto the platform so Henry could grab a quick smoke. Mrs. Gibson expressed discomfort with being out there and the two started back inside. As Henry was crossing the threshold, he lost his balance and fell off the train head first down a 20-foot embankment. Sadly, he didn't survive. In the second, on August 27, 1915, eastbound Wildflower Special 39 had a head-on collision with a westbound freight train 43. The 43 had two engines up front. The engineer and fireman of the Wildflower Excursion engine misread the order telling them to wait until an oncoming train had passed. These trains collided at about 15 miles an hour, a half mile east of Idlewild into Granite Canyon. 33 passengers were slightly injured and the engines that collided were significantly damaged. Now, it seems that other railroads may have taken notice of the CM's success with its wildflower excursions and gave a try to similar excursions of their own. I found an advertisement in the July 22, 1907 edition of the Boulder Daily Camera with large, bold print announcing, Don't miss the third annual wildflower excursion to Eldora, Wednesday, July 24th, round trip $1.25. It seems that the Colorado and Northwestern had scenic excursions of their own to Eldora about 25 miles into the mountains west of Boulder in 1903, where one of the stops was for wildflowers. Then in 1905, they started a specific wildflower excursion. Throughout its entire operational life, the Colorado Midland Railway found its wildflower excursions to be an excellent moneymaker and public relations tool. Passengers found that the trips entirely delivered on the promises of its aggressive advertising. Word spread, people came, and the Wildflower Excursion truly was one of the best trips in Colorado. And if you wish to find a piece of Wildflower Excursion history, its most well-known car, Observation Car 111, can still be seen at the Colorado Railroad Museum in Golden, Colorado. Thank you for joining us for this episode. I'm Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And should you find yourself looking for stunning scenery, poking around Teller and South Park counties could be just what you need. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. References used in this episode can be found on its webpage. Visit storiesfromthemidland.com podcast. The scenic trip, oh, beep, beep, beep. Passengers found.